You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Your Health is Your Choice, right here on Self-Discovery Media. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, well, my goodness, are we going to be talking to somebody very, very special. We're going to be talking to Mary Taco, who's given 40 years of her life to understand what vaccines really are. Do we really need them? There is so much controversy out there today. Every TV show you see a person who's being penalized for not having their kids vaccinated. And then you see on the news, there's more autism or children dying from vaccination. We are confused as an, as a, a whole global nation, we are confused, but especially in North America, where vaccines seem to be pushed quite considerably. We are confused because vaccination has only really started in the 50s. And what did we do before then? Yes, I know many people used to die of diseases. Could they have been prevented by vaccines? Are vaccines the way to go? Vaccinate against getting something? Or should we do it when an outbreak happens? Does it work when an outbreak happens? We have so many questions for her. And this is a three-part series. Today, it's all about what are vaccines? Do they work? Should we have them? Why do we have them? Who benefits from them? The following show that will be coming up to you next week will be actually what's in vaccines. That is quite a horror show, folks, but one you need to know what you're vaccinating your kids with, even the flu vaccine. And the third show we will be doing is on the immune system. So Mary says that American children are the most vaccinated in the world, getting two times more than other countries. And yet 54% of the children are suffering from chronic diseases like ADD, ADHD, autism, learning problems, anxiety, depression, diabetes, asthma, gut disorders, seizure, seizure disorders, and many other neurological problems that are not prevalent um, 25 years ago. So what has changed? Well, this is what we're going to find out. What has changed? Oh boy, is this a controversial topic here, Mary. Um, there's, even telling people I'm doing this show already sparked some fireworks. There are people that are dead against vaccine and there are people saying you've got to do it, otherwise they infect the rest of the world. We are so divided because we don't really know the facts, do we? 40 years of dedication in this, and kudos to you for that. Um, first and foremost, what is a vaccination? And why do we need it? Or why well, do they tell us we need it? Yeah, that's really the big question. Do we need it? In fact, I like to start out by asking people to put all of their preconceived ideas to the side. Because like anything, it's like a coin. There are two sides to it. And so with this issue being as controversial, as emotional, and as hot as it is right now, um, it's very hard for people to hear new information if they've already made their mind up mm -hmm. about a topic. This is one of those topics that we have been really programmed to believe in. And so here comes Mary Toko, independent vaccine researcher. Um, never went to any medical school or anything like that, but dedicated her adult life to passionately researching 
the immune system and how it develops and, and vaccinations and, and the role that they've played or they have not played. So why should anyone even listen to me? Mm-hmm. I hear that. Well, you're not a doctor. The reality is I could have a doctorate in what I do because I've spent thousands of hours researching and asking the hard questions. Um, and I grew up in a big family where we got vaccinated as children. I think we got three vaccines back then. So it's not like I grew up in an anti-vaccine environment. This is something that I had to really look into in order for me to completely flip my opinion on it. So I think it goes back to the polio. Everybody knows about polio and, and there's this huge fear factor around polio. But let's look historically at what was going on in the late 1800s and the early 1900s. And I'm going to be referencing my vaccine DVD that I created because all the stats are in that lecture. Um, So in the early 1900s, people were dying from polio, measles, uh, smallpox, whooping cough, uh, even chickenpox, and and, um, scarlet fever. Um, These are all very prevalent And it wasn't until the mid 1920s, early 1920s, that we started to see a dramatic decline in death rate. And it was due to improved water supply, improved sanitation, better nutrition. And this is according to the World Health Statistics. Back in the 1960s, they literally went back and historically documented how when we began to implement sewer systems, sanitation, flushing toilets, running water in homes, refrigeration instead of um, food, you know, fruit cellars. And I mean, everything rapidly changed in this country as we became modernized. And all of a sudden, death rate from all of these infectious diseases was dropping off dramatically. And I do believe I provided you with a graph from mm-hmm. the CDC showing this. So one thing you can believe, this is not based on my opinion. Everything that I share is based on scientific research, charts and graphs from the CDC, the Institute of Medicine, and many, many other medical journals. So, and, and so when you realize that, we have to realize that before that, there were outhouses. Yes. Um, they didn't have running water. They literally poured their urine in the streets or out the window at night. Mm-hmm. They, they had animals living around them. They were growing them for food. They were slaughtering them in their backyard without any clean water, no sanitation in place. Not even Um, a simple thing of washing hands, right? It was just rub it on the pants. People people used to bathe Mm -hmm. once or twice a month when they were around fresh water. And then when they were in that fresh water bathing, people were using it for drinking. Animals Mm -hmm. were bathing in it downstream. I mean, when you consider what the world was like back in the 17 and 1800s, it was a cesspool of filth. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's documentation saying that rivers were so polluted that you could walk across them and they were so filthy with bugs and flies and animals. It was just absolutely a filthy, filthy environment. And then, ironically, in 1948, that's not that long ago, folks. No. I was 56. In 1948, the Federal Water Pollution Act Control provided a comprehensive plan to install technical, to do research. They they gave finances to begin to look into how to clean up our environment. They began putting sewer systems in. 
Before that, it was wells and outhouses. Yes. I can remember when I was a kid growing up in, this, in the state of Michigan, I can remember when septic was the only thing we had, um, and it backed up regularly on the yes. property, mm-hmm. and they were putting sewer systems in. It was a big yep. deal. Yes. I think I was in third or fourth grade, okay? So people in this, in this world don't really realize how filthy and dirty the world was back then. And so these infectious illnesses were huge. On top of that, you could only eat what you grew and had access to because you didn't have, you know, trucks, you know, with transit from California to Florida to Michigan, yep. to, you didn't have planes flying, you didn't have ocean liners taking it across the country. You know, we eat kiwi and, and avocado in Michigan in the middle of winter, right? if you want. This was not the case. People had to farm and grow their food keep it in, in storage cellars. Um, it was, ex, you know, rats and, and rodents yes. and insect, insects were able to get in there. They had wooden boxes that they made to store their food in down in the root cellar. So it was a very different world. And so again, the government basically admits that all of these infectious diseases, the, the, the death rate dramatically dropped when we began to implement all of these wonderful programs that we have in a modernized America. It was in 1913 that the first refrigerator was invented and that was for the very wealthy. Yes. Um, Imagine this, in 1933, a British science team uh, discovered a virus. They didn't even know what viruses and bacteria were. Mm -hmm. So it's really quite amazing when, when you realize that and think about how filthy it was. So we, first started introducing vaccines here. In the 1940s, they came up with the DPT shot. And actually there were three separate vaccinations, the uh, diphtheria, pertussis, and the tetanus. But they were experimental and they were not used on everybody. They were just trying them out on people. And of course, um, they had the smallpox back in 1902, but it was killing people so fast, many countries stopped doing it way before we did. And then they added the 19, in 1954, they added the killed polio virus, which is when the mass vaccine program was really started in this country, where our President Roosevelt got on TV and said, we are now going to start giving polio vaccines out in the schools. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Before that, they didn't do it. Yeah. Excuse me. And every little polio thing leaves a nice little scar because I have one too in England. <laughs> we went me. through the same thing in England. Exactly. So, um, and then 1978 was when we started introducing more vaccines, the measles, mumps, and rubella. <coughs> Excuse me. And, oh goodness. And the Haemophilus B. And then it wasn't until the 90s that we started adding a bunch more. So when I was a child growing up, we got three. And we were between the ages of five, six, and seven. Mm-hmm. And they weren't done all at once, which is <laughs> what they're inclined to do now. I remember, you Excuse know, um, having measles. I had measles and German measles back to back. Yes, it was uncomfortable. I wasn't well. Um, but once you had it, you, you had it. There was the immune system. I had the mumps. Absolutely. Um, the biggest one for me as an asthmatic was whooping cough. That's the one I had to be yes. very, very careful of. But then, yes. you know, your parents kept you home. You were sick. You got well. Then you went back to school. 
today exactly. we just drug our kids and send them back to school with whatever they've got so they can spread it nicely to everyone else right so a lot of the practices that we do today is what's really kind of spreading whatever illnesses are out there because we do not encourage uh, the stay at home and get well naturally type thing anymore absolutely and, and modern medicine there's some excellent reports <laughs> that i have in my lecture where they studied and they look back at the role of modern medicine on overall health care and in one study they say only 3.5 percent of what modern medicine has done could really be ascribed to all of the dramatic improvements that were made between the 1950s and the 1980s. <clears throat> now, since then, things have gone downhill dramatically. And so um, that's another topic. But really, the government, um, it, it's hard to find the graphs that I share because they're, they're really, they're, they're like buried in government documents. You have to really kind of look for them. Um, but uh, across the world, I have charts and graphs showing that in other parts of the world, infectious diseases as they declined, with improved sanitation and better distribution of fruits and vegetables, so did all the death rates from these illnesses. In fact, imagine this, um, scarlet fever, we never had a vaccine for. They tried to create one, but it was unsuccessful. And yet scarlet fever is gone. You very, very rarely hear about scarlet fever. And yet all of the infectious illnesses we have vaccines for, we see this, this cyclic trend where every four to five years, we see them back in society in America. We start to see these outbreaks. So there's a lot of um, controversy behind this topic of whether vaccines even do what they say they're going to do. Yeah, and, and the thing is, uh, yes, we were vaccinated. And, and well, maybe that prevented you from getting it. <coughs> uh, who, who knows? But, uh, you know, I think the common sense factor is something that we've lost a great deal of because hysteria sells, right? Fear sells. And you've got, um, you, you know, right now there's been lately was a measles outbreak. And uh, yes, I know measles anywhere near a pregnant woman can be very deadly, you know, can kill her child. And we know that. And again, it goes back to if you're sick, then you need to stay at home. You don't, you know, whether you're working mum or not, your kid doesn't go to school when they're sick, when they're infectious. Um, and so if your kid has a fever, your kid has a fever for a reason. Find out what that fever is about, bring the fever down, let the kid go through it, monitor it, doesn't need antibiotics, pay attention. But this, uh, uh, you know, need to vaccinate against something that may never happen or that isn't relevant out there, you know, like tuberculosis, um, TB, rampant. Uh, what decade was tuberculosis really rampant? Back in the turn of the century, it right. was like all of the other ones, right along with all the other ones, including scurvy, where they didn't have good vitamin C. Mm -hmm. It was all of those that were infectious killers. And so tuberculosis, we never had a vaccine for TB in this country. And yet it disappeared. But ironically, I'm starting to hear about it when you listen to these advertisements on television yeah. for drugs. They'll, you'll, they'll actually say, if you have TB or, or you, you think you might have, you know, or this drug could cause TB. So we're actually yes. keeping these things around right. through drugs and medication. Yeah, there was actually a case of um, somebody who <laughs> visited, um, visited somebody in Russia in a jail. 
And of course, the Russian jails are not hygienic. We know that. And they uh, got tuber tuber tuberculosis from somebody in the jail and brought it over to North America. And suddenly there's an outbreak. Well, you know, again, if you have a cold, you're going to pass it on to someone. If you have a virus of some kind, you're going to pass it on to someone. If you're coughing, spluttering, or breathing near them. You know, again, we go back to the common sense of things, of how many things can either run their course or be prevented. Uh, doorknobs, you know, how many people, ah, chew, chew it with the doorknob. You know? There's a great commercial right now of a, a guy sneezing and handing this document over to someone to do it. Wait, he took his vitamin C, so he's okay. Oh. <laughs> you know, we're talking fake news here, folks. <laughs> I know, definitely. So personal hygiene is important. Yes. And what I have always done is I focus on promoting health instead of running in fear yeah. from these illnesses. Yeah. Um, just to give some background, I have five grown adult children. My children were raised outside the medical model. Um, the father of my kids, my ex-husband, Sam, is a chiropractor. And so before we had our children, we began to look this, this situation or this topic over very carefully. And we made the informed decision that we were not going to vaccinate. We had done a lot of research on this. We decided that we felt it was safer and better for our children to get chicken pox, measles, mm -hmm. mumps, um, whatever, roseola, um, scarlet fever, whatever it was, we felt it was safer to do that than to artificially try to encourage the immune system somehow, because I don't believe, I don't believe vaccines work. Mm -hmm. um, based on my research, they really don't. They suppress the immune system and they cause it to express things differently, but they don't really lead to lifelong immunity. So we decided not to use the medical model for that. In fact, we never had a pediatrician. Um, in fact, let's talk about that. That's a hot topic, you know. Yes. Back yes. When, when I was growing up, and possibly you, we had a general practitioner. I can't remember. I, I can't remember maybe. practitioners. I just remember family doctors. Practitioners uh, <laughs> was something that was very North American. I can't remember them in England unless a child was particularly sick with, with a childhood illness. Otherwise, well, you, they were you for know. they were for children who were critically ill. Right. Yes. The pediatrician was the doctor, the baby specialist, who worked with very sick children because yes. obviously, an infant that has a heart problem or kidney problems or doesn't form properly or is very ill, they need special instrumentation exactly. and, and special knowledge. So when we were growing up, we had a family doctor. Yes, exactly. And the only time we went to the family doctor is if we were really, really, really sick and we weren't yeah. recovering. And I can recall going in a couple times in my life and I got a tetanus vaccine once because I stepped on a nail. And I remember getting a shot of penicillin, one shot of penicillin. And that was it. The rest of the time, my mom, having 11 of us, wow. she would just basically put us in bed, make sure we were hydrated, um, take care of us and nurture us. But she knew that these things were going to run their course. Yes. And th that doesn't mean that everything is, is always going to turn out the way we want. And, and it doesn't mean that you're never sick. No. But it's really about understanding how the immune system functions and works and, and how it expresses itself and when it's expressing itself when to medically intervene. Right. And so we mm. never, we never used a pediatrician. Right. I mean, you know, we've got this terminology, a stitch in time saves nine. And you know what? Yes. For so many things in life, prevention is better than cure, but we seem to be with the vaccinating kind of 
cellularly putting in the problem that can manifest when somebody's immune system goes down. You know, cancer, 80% emotional disease, many, many of the diseases that come along today are from dis-ease, the immune system breaking down due to stress, anxiety, um, not eating properly, not sleeping properly, you name it, being around other people with colds and this, that, etc. constantly, you know, being sick repeatedly because you never allow yourself to get well. Immune system breaks down. So what's actually in your cellular structure is going to come out. So if this vaccine has gone into your cellular structure, and you suddenly get very sick, your immune system's run down, doesn't that mean that that will start coming out? I'm not sure. I mean, it's preventing it, but it's actually putting it in your system. So I'm not quite sure how it works. You know what? The immunologists are not sure either. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's the fact. I would like everybody to look up a gentleman by the name of Del Bigtree. It's D-E-L and then Big Tree, B-I-G-T-R-E-E. And his program on YouTube is called The High Wire. Del Big Tree was the producer of the Doctor's Daytime Drama Program. He produced it for many, many years, as well as Dr. Oz. He received many, many awards for television, TV television. Um, and, and he ended up jumping that ship and producing a movie called Vaxxed, V-A-X-X-E-D. He is a journalist and a producer, and he now is working in this arena. And what he's doing, he has the ability to go to meetings all over the world. He's taking his team of experts. He has researchers. He was just at the World Health Organization Symposium in December of 2019. And he just posted a video where in their meeting, their private meeting, um, they admit that they do not understand how these vaccines are working. They do not understand um, uh, all of the safety concerns around it. They admitted in this meeting that the flu vaccine given to pregnant women is off label and that they really don't know how it's affecting the unborn child. Oh my God. Uh, it is absolutely scandalous when you watch this video. Now I will warn you, it's two hours long. In the beginning of it, Dell shows an overview of all of his medical doctor researchers, uh, PhDs from all around the world, uh, physicians here in the United States who have done a 180 on vaccines and are coming out and exposing the problems with it. And he reviews them real quickly. It's fabulous. And then he goes into this meeting where the World Health Organization is admitting, we have a problem here. The anti-vaccine movement has grown 500% in the last year. Yeah. And somebody's paying attention, you know, it's, exactly. it's gathering momentum, you know, uh, it's rather yes. like, you know, uh, um, our ecology, our world, you know, we're waking up to the fact that um, stop buying mindlessly. You know, it, we really need to be mindful where we are entitled to question, do I need it? Can I do better? You know, um, is this something I can do for myself to build my immune system up, which we're going to be talking about in the third show? Um, right. What is actually in the ingredients? And, you know, it's like if you break down when the cigarette company had to start putting, labeling what they actually had in the cigarettes, and you can see one of the components is arsenic, yet you still choose to smoke yeah. it. This is why this show is called Your Health is Your Choice. We're here Absolutely. to give you the knowledge. The choice of what you do with it is still yours. 
you know, we hope that you place enough value on yourself to care for yourself and realize that yes. you may have to make some changes in your life. Um, I have uh, children who have not yet had children. My one who will have is, you know, uh, talking about, oh, no, we need to vaccinate. And most certainly I want to get that movie out on her and the show out on her because the controversy is there because the media has put the scare tactics. You see TV shows um, where parents refuse to vaccinate a kid and a kid goes in with an illness and they persecute, persecute those parents, snatch the children from from them. And it's it's, it's scare Mm -hmm. tactics. This is scare tactics. But then you've got the immune arena saying we really don't know how it works or what the long-term problem is let's look at the long-term problem we mentioned it in the first chapter there autism you know anxiety depression um ocd h um um, add h e a d d uh numerous problems that are happening with our kids exponentially that we've not seen before and i've done shows on people who've been immunized before one healthy little kid ended up being a paraplegic, literally. She, she yes. lived until 15. They told her, just go and put her in an institution and have another one. That was their comment to her. Yes. And mm-hmm. she, this kid went around to schools talking about vaccines. She would blink as her way of communication. She lived to oh, 15, which was amazing. Um, absolutely amazing. And then I had another gentleman who had had flu shots all his life, had a flu shot where they had added some additives, ended yes. up being paralyzed for 18 months, because he's healthy, he's somewhat come out of it. But there are other people completely paralyzed by it. And Absolutely. here in Canada, no compensation for that. In America, you oh compensation. no compensation, which he's fighting for. And it's not, you know, I, good idea. I mean, I'm a last matter. Oh, you must have a flu shot. No way. Thank you very much. I had right. it once and I ended up with mono. No way. It's like the commercials you see. Depression hurts. And then there's 10 minutes of, well, this drug may call, uh, you know, uh, suicide. Exactly. It's it's fire. Beware. And don't just go with because your government's forcing your doctor saying this is saying it because we've got to understand behind it is big pharma. You bet. What is the agenda behind this? Who's pushing the vaccines? If you've got the immunization people saying we really don't know the long-term effect. We really don't know if it really works. If they're saying that, and yet governments and pharmaceuticals and doctors and pediatricians and and schools and and nurses being forced to have it, otherwise they can't work. You know, this is going on here because this now doesn't sound anything to do with health concern. This sounds like profit concern. Absolutely. And unfortunately, many of the countries around the world look to the United States CDC, Center for Disease Control, for all of their information. I think I mentioned I have spoken in Canada before. And when I was looking at all of their vaccines and doing comparison and preparing for the lecture, I found out that everything that they say goes back to the CDC. Mm -hmm. And so everybody believes the CDC is the big authority here, including the World Health Organization. And then when you see these people from the FDA, the Department of Epidemiology, you've got researchers like crazy in this meeting that Dell Bigtree shows you. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They are saying this, that we don't really understand what's going on. We're concerned about all the adjuvants in vaccines. We're concerned about the autism rates and, and doctors. They even said doctors are losing faith in the vaccine program. And, and we need to come up with some studies that show that they're safe. I mean, for them to admit this yes. 
and now this video, by the way, is going viral all over the, all over the world because you know, it's around accountability. Yes. If you're, yes. If you're mandating, you're telling me that I'm supposed to do something and I have no choice in some of these states. Now they've removed the religious exemption. Mm-hmm. If I have no choice, then that makes me a criminal if I say no. And this yes. is what's going on. I mean, supposedly a free country, America, where we're meant to have free choice. Uh, We are constantly encouraging people to take ownership over their own bodies, mind, Mm -hmm. body, soul, health, you name it. You know, your health is your choice. (coughs) Don't take up the bad habits, you know, um, eat properly, sleep properly, exercise properly. Whatever your challenges are, look at a way that you can work through them or, you know, work with them. It is our choice. We go to a doctor or we go to other health practitioners or um, alternative health people to help us manage our health and our bodies. But if you've got this, it's almost a little bit handmaiden's tale going on here of this doctrine of that you must and you have no choice of what you put in your body. Now they'll throw you in jail if you put a drug in your body like cocaine or heroin or or pot. Right? But they will go and put a drug in your body that is not properly tested, that they are confused about. They don't know the long-term effect, and they're mandating it. And where's the criminality here? It's, it's sad because all of the people who are in these agencies, the Federal Drug, and, uh, drug Administration, the FDA, the CDC, Health and Human Services, who was appointed by Congress back in 1986, to give a report every three years to monitor the safety of vaccines in the United States and to carefully look for side effects or adverse events and to report to Congress officially every three years. Back in 1986, they were appointed to do this and they have not done it once in 33 years. And they were just found guilty of negligence in the court of law here in the United States. So the very agencies that are supposed to be out there protecting us, and by the way, all the medical people trust. Yes. The doctors trust the nurses. Um, And and again, this is not, I'm not anti-medical. Right. I'm not, I don't want to make people in the medical field feel bad. Um, I'm not trying to They're going by what they've been told. You know, they've got, they've got uh, uh, pharmaceutical people going around saying you need to have this vaccine. It's, oh, you know, it's, there's an epidemic out there. Again, the fear exactly. is being sold down the line. Exactly. And then the doctor's just passing it on to the patient. Right. And, and if a doctor doesn't, and if they start to question the vaccines, yes. They, yes. they get treated like they are a criminal. Their right. license get pulled. An example of that is Dr. Andrew Wakefield, the British doctor who um, I know personally, I've been at lectures with him, I've been on radio programs, I've interviewed him when I had a radio show. I know the man and I stand by his science and his research 100% because what you're told about Dr. Andrew Wakefield is not true. And you can literally go up and you can see him speaking about the the testing that he did um, pertaining to the measles virus um, and the measles vaccines. What you're told about him is completely wrong. It's all lies. So you know, a doctor gets out of line and they start questioning vaccinations and all of a sudden they're in the court of law, they're being sued, their license is taken away from them and they're made of an example. Yes. And so a lot of medical doctors are fearful. But the one thing I like about what Dell put out there is he has multiple medical doctors on his program who, who come out and say, no, vaccines are injuring our children. I'm a pediatrician. 
I saw my kids coming in that were vaccinated, getting sicker and sicker, and then a child died, and then blinders fell off, and, mm. and this perfectly healthy baby went yes. home two days after a vaccine and died. Yes, and common occurrence, common, yeah. In fact, I think um, we all have to agree that uh, the medical decision to vaccinate or not is a personal right. Right. And it, in America, it's under our First Amendment rights. In Canada, I'm not sure what your, what your constitution says, but this should be a right that we all fight and can agree, regardless yeah. of whether we're pro or anti-vaccine or somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. It's a medical procedure, and we should all have the right to decide whether or not. And so what makes a medical person stop who's been trained, you know, they're making money off of it. It's part of their practice. Um, what makes them stop and look is when they do see something tragic in their yeah. immediate environment. And that's the only way it happens. Mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden the blinders come off and they begin to look carefully and they see this whole other side. And so um, Del does talk a lot about, he has a lot of wonderful doctors on his program who have jumped ship. And you know what they say? Doctors call me and text me and email me all the time saying, I'm afraid I can't, I can't say it. I can't come out. I'm afraid they'll ruin me. Yeah. Um, I, give, you know, I give you credit for standing up and being honest and transparent because I'm afraid I'll lose my practice. I'll get kicked out of my practice. I'll get disassociated with the hospital. They won't let me practice out of the hospital anymore. You know, it's, it'll ruin my life. And I've got family and, a ch and children and I, and I can't afford to, to lose my practice. But that's what's going on. It's like the Gestapo, isn't it? You know, it reminds me of a case uh, back in the early 90s when uh, tainted blood was sent over to Canada and it had um, AIDS in it. And yes. a lot of people became very, very, very sick and they tried to sue. And uh, one lawyer said, no, he gathered 2000 people and said, you're all going to go to small claims court at the same time. And it forced them to take it up to a Supreme Court. And of course, yes. eventually they won their case. Many of them had died, of course. But, right. you know, in a way, wouldn't this be what doctors need to do? They need to come together under one umbrella. Masses of them, which in, in North America, you could literally get a million doctors together. Sure. All of them going to, um, you know, to whatever forum they need to do, media backing them, you know, everything. Sure. And just say, we will not do this. We will not be persecuted because it's only on mass that you're going to change. Me Too movement, mass changes. You know, right. people on the environment changes. You know, exactly. uh, if you want change, you've got to come together, not with pitchforks, not with riots, but in unison together in one voice. Exactly. And I, you know, this is what the invite is to the doctors at the present moment. Stop running afraid, knowing <coughs> that you are injecting a child that could have side effects. And though not every child does, and it may right. not even manifest now. It may be something that exactly. comes up later. We don't know how many children now do get, uh, my, my kids had ADD. Um, there's so much out there that we don't understand where it stems from. Exactly. There's more behavior problems with children today, more mm. autism with, than ever before. You know, more children with immune systems that are low. Um, there's yes. just so much going on there. Yet we're in an era where we have running water. Um, you know, everything we've taught how to wash hands, wash face, this, that, etc. We are, exactly. are meant to eat properly, but that, of course, is another subject of all the, the chemicals sure. in the food. Um, so right. I think it's only on mass 
only en masse coming together at the same time with every media camera from everywhere. And it'd be brilliant even if it was around the world at the same time, because then they have yes. to take notice. And I think that's happening. I, you know, I've been doing this for over 25 years. My first public lecture was in 1994. So, and I was one of the only people I knew, there might've been two or three people in the country, Barbara Lowe Fisher with the National Vaccine Information Center, um, uh, Neil Miller, who's written many, many books, fully documented books on his website, thinktwice.com. Uh, we used to get on the phone and, and we literally would cry mm. and say, what are we gonna do? Yeah. The world is sleeping, the doctors won't listen. Parents are just programmed. Yes. You know, they take the babies in like sacrificial lambs, like here, here doctor, you do what you gotta do. And, and, and I'll tell you what, I am so encouraged because when I saw that World Health Organization meeting and I watched it this week, when I saw them admitting, we don't know what's going on. The long-term safety studies have not been done. We don't understand how adjuvants and vaccines are causing these problems. One doctor, he was a, um, a doctor from uh, a country in, in Africa. Um, and he, he, he spoke up very wisely. He said, my concern is that we're giving these children vaccines from different manufacturers mm -hmm. with different adjuvants mm -hmm. and they're getting four and five injections in one yes. visit. Yes. And is there any safety studies to know how all of these other vaccines are going to react with each other? Hello. And they said, no, he was from Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. yes. And they said, his question was to the World Health Organization, how, would you, how do we know how all of these different manufactured vaccines are going to respond in the human body? And their answer was just give them in different limbs. What? That, that's the same. <laughs> It goes into the same bloodstream. It goes into the oh same tissue. <laughs> it's picked up by the super hydrating system in the body and it gets around the whole body. But that's what they said. We feel it is safe if you give them in different limbs. Uh, 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 that's mind boggling. Mind boggling. And how irresponsible. You Absolutely. Know, you know, it, it, the, you know how uh, many movies have been done when, like, with the water crisis and people changing water, and then at the end, the villain gets to drink the water, and the hero says, "You've just drunk that water." You know, yes, <laughs> right, like, right. let's try vaccinating you and see how far you run. You know, it's it's yes. it's the same with war. I just saw the the movie nineteen seventeen, and you know, for me, always war is so. It is such a waste. It is a waste of life. Yes. It's a waste of land. It's a waste of everything. everything. Um, and, and if you add it up, just a, since 1900, the amount of money that's been spent on wars, mm -hmm. and you decide to put that into well-beingness, into education, into creativity, what kind of species would we be as a human species? We would be bloody awesome because we stopped we feeding the profit. Because why do we have so many wars? A, a lack of ability to communicate hate being promoted all the time through propaganda all the time. Mm -hmm. but the bottom line is profit yes and everything comes down to money the vaccines the people behind it comes down to money absolutely so while you're vaccinating your child and your child now has issues somebody's wallet is getting fat and oh, i don't yes. know they said it's okay all right well i guess we'll work it out mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Well, that's not, that's not the, for a lot of people, their babies die. Yes. Um, in my, in my lecture series, um, I actually show charts and graphs how American children, we get more vaccines than any other country. 
and we have more babies die the first year of life than any other, than 32 other industrialized modern countries in the world. And we're in meant, America. And you're meant to be number one. You're meant to be the leader in everything. Exactly. So what we're doing is not working. Right. And what we're doing in third world countries is not working. We have Bill Gates, multi-multi-billionaire, who spends all of his time now taking vaccinations to third world countries and vaccinating. And I covered this in my lecture as well. What would happen if Bill Gates took clean water, yes. sanitation, yeah. and showed them how to grow food in greenhouses, yes. how to use irrigation systems, how to clean up their environment? What would happen is people would thrive. Yeah. And so I'm not much into conspiracy theories, but I am into conspiracies. I, when I see something is a true conspiracy to harm us, yeah. I have no problem talking about it. What's the agenda? What's the exactly. real agenda? You know, is it yes. ignorance? Have you bought the Kool-Aid? Uh, or is there an agenda behind this? You know, because if yes. you look at any form of genocide in the past, you know, we look at Rwanda as being brutal because it was slashed ice right there. But there is an awful lot going on where, yes. you know, um, that we don't talk about because, oh, no, you, that's just, you know, that would never happen. Our government right. would never do that. Well, you've got to remember governments are only in four years at a time. There are groups of people yes. that have been around. They're pulling the puppet strings all along the line. Absolutely. Initially, though, you've got one at the present moment that can't have strings pulled. <laughs> Yay! Which <laughs> makes me very happy. Look, and, and, and I'm not, I don't get political, but I will tell you this. In the past, President Trump has admitted, he has admitted that he believes vaccines can cause autism because he right. had a very close friend's son. They were raising their kids together. They watched their son, that boy, regress. Um, and, and so he knows, he knows. And so I'm really hopeful that this next term, which he will win, is when he's really going to get busy on this. Because right now, he has so much coming against him. But on the other hand, he has so many hundreds of thousands of people behind him because he is not a politician. No. He's a businessman. Yeah. He's doing a lot of good things. He's also a father, a well-respected father by his children and his wife. So there's a lot of good going on here. And I'm really, really encouraged about this. Yeah, but as far as Bill Gates, of it, you know, we need more media of it. Yeah, and Bill Gates. I mean, does he know what's going on? Oh, 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 yes, Bill does. Because I'll tell you why. You can pull up a YouTube, Bill Gates Population um, Control. And in there, it's a TED Talk where he's talking to a bunch of researchers and doctors. And he says, we must reduce the carbon footprint on Earth. We have to reduce it down to zero. He goes on to say very clearly... The way that we're going to do this is through better family planning, better family services, meaning abortion, mm -hmm. and better vaccines. Now, how do vaccines reduce population? He right. says we have to get the population down to zero because there are infertility chemicals in vaccines. This is not hearsay. This is not a, a conspiracy theory. There have been countries that have sued America for coming into their country and giving them tetanus vaccines laced with HCG, which is a hormone, which is, which causes infertility. There's no doubt in my mind that, that the HPV vaccine, uh, several of the vaccines in this country right now are, are causing infertility issues in our people and around the world. So people can look up Bill Gates saying it himself. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's sad that we're not taking clean water and we're not yeah. putting all yeah. our resources into helping these third world countries. Right. Instead, we're oppressing them. 
suppressing them, by vaccinating them. In, in, in third world countries, they don't keep records. They yes. don't have any, any so you don't know. You're, if somebody's been vaccinated and they get sick or they die, that's just, oh, well, they just died. You exactly. Know? There's no record there's of no one. Mm -hmm. There's no one paying attention. There's an excellent book I recommend called Dr. Mary's Monkey, and it's the cancer and the polio vaccine. Um, she talks about how there was going to be an explosion of cancer in the, in the United States, and it would be coming from the polio shot. So that's that's another reality, too. So we're causing a lot of problems in this country. The health of our country is not getting better. It's getting worse. And I'm not saying it's just the vaccines. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. vaccines are the number one thing we do the day children are born in this country yeah. and in your country. We give them a vaccine that was designed for prostitutes and drug users called the hepatitis B shot. And there's absolutely no reason why an infant should have a hepatitis B vaccine. And yet they recommend it and require it in many hospitals here. And, and it's crazy because there's no safety studies done on this thing. Um, but anyway, that's what's going on. It's the buyer beware, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, you're on the other side of the coin, you've got people saying, but you know, um, when they bought the polio vaccine out, polio stopped. Um, you know, and with measles, you can control it where people don't get sick and there's people dying from it. Is there actually any documented fact to show that the polio vaccine did stop polio? No, actually, I'll give you some history. Congress signed the Vaccination Assistant Act in 1962. The reason they signed that is in 1958-9, they did a mass polio program in the United States. 70,000 people were struck with polio within three months. Many, many, many people died. You can look this up. It's called the Cutter Incident, C-U-T-T-E-R, the Cutter Incident. And when that happened, President Roosevelt was like, oh my gosh, they went underground. They said, we have a problem, okay? We have a problem because the vaccine manufacturers getting sued so bad and we wanna continue developing polio vaccines. What are we gonna do? So again, in 1962, uh, Congress signed the Vaccine Assistant Act and what this did, um, oh, first of all, between 1955 and 1963, 2,200 million Americans took the vaccines and were suing the manufacturers for injuries. Wow. That's a lot wow. of people. So yes. Congress signed the act protecting them so that you could not sue any um, manufacturer for the polio vaccine. In fact, Albert Sabin, who came out with the second vaccine, this is a quote from him. Um, he was referring to the fact that the polio vaccine was contaminated with cancer viruses. He says, quote, I think to release certain information is not a public service. There's too much scaring the public unnecessary. Oh, your children were injected with a cancer virus and that's not good. But what are you going to do? Seriously? Seriously, end quote. Albert Sabin. So they knew back then that they were causing a problem that the polio vaccine was contaminated with cancer viruses. We've had hearings in uh, 2003 in this country. Um, it was uh, congressional hearings uh, discovered uh, when they discovered SV40, which is simian virus 40 in the polio vaccines. Um, they found that it was showing up in children and adults who got um, in their bone, brain and lung cancer. Um, they were the ones who got the polio vaccine that was laced with cancer viruses. So the, the hearing of course was not publicized. And they came out and said, yes, we know that the polio vaccine is contaminated with cancer viruses, but 
there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, it's amazing the cover-up that goes on so, around this topic. So, I mean, uh, the lady I live with, she's 86. She had polio when she was six. Mm-hmm. And she, four years in hospital operations and everything else. And it is absolutely horrific. So there was an epidemic of polio there for a while. A, what caused it? And what really stopped it then? Because it, it didn't continue on. Absolutely. And again, it, has, it goes back to um, clean water. Um, children used to gather in swimming pools in the summer and swim, and then they'd have huge, massive outbreaks. What they found was that children were urinating in the water. This was before we had chlorination. This was also still when we were using well water. So I can remember, I grew up with a, um, a little pool. It was called a pool, but it was really like a hole in the ground. Um, when my parents bought the home, it didn't have filtration. It was made out of fiberglass and tar paper. Um, eventually, my dad dug it out and we had a nice pool. But I can remember when we had to stay out of the pool. I was in first grade and all of the local pools in all of the subdivisions in Michigan, all of them shut down and no one could go swimming. And they were even keeping people out of the beaches because they discovered that polio was being transferred through swimming water because kids were urinating in the water and they didn't have any filtration system. So it really is oftentimes due to poor quality of water. Uh, we all have polio viruses in our gut mm-hmm. at all times. It's just our immune systems. When you have, and, and, and there are over a dozen different illnesses that look like polio. And so you could have a high fever, have body aches, and you think it's the flu when it's actually um, an, a polio infection that your body is dealing with. So polio, in fact, the CDC says 99% of the time, people who get polio will think it's a flu. They will never have paralysis and it'll recover on its own. And those that do have paralysis, uh, is that just because of their immune system? Exactly. Their immune system was compromised um, for whatever reason. Um, I'm sure that there's possibly some genetic predisposition uh, to these illnesses as well. If mom and dad, let's say mom has asthma, dad's a smoker, um, it could be where your genetics has predisposed you to being sensitive to certain things. So you will have perhaps um, paralysis when uh, 5,000 other people won't. Um, but the, really the key is, is promoting health. Yeah, the interesting thing is that her twin sister died just before she got the polio. And I mean, today she Ooh. takes nothing. She can run. I mean, the other day, I'm in the car, she's running for the post office to, because it's raining, and this guy does a double take of this little 86-year-old <laughs> sprinting wow. across. You know, like, she is so fit, other than a little, obviously, arthritis. It's just yes. unbelievable. So her immune system is incredible now. But her sister died, and nobody oh. quite knows how. But father was a heavy smoker. Um, yeah. So, yes, it's very – and, of course, back then, we didn't really look at – you know, the systemic or, you know, I mean, if you actually go and have somebody really look at your cellular structure, like an allergist, I mean, a lot of us carry the plague inside of us, right? Sure, absolutely. We've got to understand that the DNA from our ancestors is there. Why do people suddenly get sick with cancer or get sick with this or get sick with that? It's when the immune system is so repressed absolutely it comes out and we weaken the immune system a for those drugs obviously diet oh rest being huge you know and you exactly. so you again it, you know the third show is going to be extremely important in how to strengthen our immune system because other than being conscious of cleansiness right. the immune system seems to be the best defense 
It really is. And, and when parents understand how it works and understand how to nurture it and not suppress it through medication and drugs, it's amazing. Um, and that my book, you know, is all about that. And I wrote it for lay people as a lay person, but I studied two immunologists very carefully. Um, I actually travel with one, Dr. Tati Abukanich. Um, she is a immunologist from, um, uh, the best universities in the country. Um, so I've, I've had the advantage of studying under these immunologists, which led me to write the book because people need to know if you don't vaccinate, you can't just hope your kids don't get sick. Mm-hmm. You have to understand this. So that's, that's when we're going to really cover that heavy. But I want people to know that you can actually look up on YouTube uh, uh, one of the top polio researchers and developers, Dr. Maurice Hillerman, H-I-L-L-E-R-M-A-N. And he actually, there's a video of him taken back in the 50s where he is laughing about, oh, yeah, we didn't realize when we brought these African green monkeys from Africa into the country to develop the polio vaccines on, we didn't realize we were importing AIDS and cancer. Oh, yes, look it up. It's amazing. Wow. I encourage encourage people to look these things up and download them because there will come a time where these videos are going to disappear. Yes. Yes. The powers out there don't want us informed. They prefer that we are just like sheep and just go to the slaughter without questioning. So when you get these videos, download them, share them, because these videos really tell you what's going on behind the scenes. And so Dr. Maurice Hillerman and the cancer polio virus. And you'll be amazed. And listen yeah. to it a couple of times. You'll be blown away that these, these researchers knew it. In fact, in this one video, he talks about how they were sending all of these polio vaccines to Russia and how they were going to do worse in the, um, uh, what is it, the competitive uh, Olympics. He goes, yeah, we're giving it to them so they do worse in the Olympics. <laughs> I tell you, you know, I always say, Humanity has the ability to be absolutely awesome, but we yes. are also the scourge of this planet. Absolutely. And, you know, and it comes down to the choice. And it also comes down to us of what we feed. We can't just go, la, 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 la. It's not right. happening. It is happening. You know, stop being the sheeple. Stop being scared. You know, stop you know, buying the hysteria. And the thing is education, knowledge, and how you use that knowledge. Um, standing up with your knowledge of, of saying, no, I have the right, my constitutional right, my human right to choose what I put Absolutely. in my body or my, my, uh, the custodian of my children. I have a choice to do that. So it's yes. extremely important. And you know, the next show, we're going to scare people with what's in them. Um, but you have like an encyclopedia on your site of information. Thank so if you. people yes. really want to go in and really study this deeply, um, they can go to your site. And um, would you give people what your site name is? Absolutely. It's childhoodshots.com. And I have uh, health articles. And I also have a lot of information on the immune system. Um, you know, how do you eat when you're pregnant? How do you eat when you're nursing your baby? You know, why breastfeed? How to support the immune system in your children? How to, you know, cleanse and detox? How do, I mean, I have a lot of information that I've accumulated over the years, just in little articles there. Um, and I am, like I said, I, I wrote my first book, published it, and I'm actually doing a series called um, Holistic Heritage. 
And in that series of books, it's going to be really practical ways that moms and dads or people in general can, can look at the body completely different and realize that number one, we are the custodians that God, God told yes. us it's up to us to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be sick as you get older. Right. I am right. healthier today than when I was in my 20s and 30s and 40s. And I'm in my 60s. And so it's, it's really there are fundamental keys to health. Yes. And if we make it our point to study them and implement change gradually, you can be healthier next year than you are today. And you can be healthier five years from now than you are today. But you have to, number one, be teachable. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to self-examine um, and, and learn a different way. It means sometimes giving up things that you might be addicted to, whether it's sugar or fast food or French fries or, 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 or drinking. Know, or, yep. Absolutely. And, and none of us are going to get out of this world without having some illness or sickness. No. But how we address it and deal with it makes a huge difference in the outcome. And so I, I love this quote by Mark Twain. He says, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. Yes, I know. And so utterly true. So utterly true. And, you know, this, this particular show and the series that we're doing here, um, there will be some people who refuse to listen to it because no, 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 no. You know, I've been told, um, you know, this, my entire network is to give you the alternative information so that you're educated to decide for yourself. You know, don't keep pulling the wool over your own eyes and say, I don't want to know. If you want to have longevity, if you want your children to have longevity, if you want this planet to have longevity, you have to be a participant. And that means that you have to take ownership and responsibility for your own choices, for your own health, for your own well-beingness, and for your arena that you're in. So um, I'm a huge advocate of this. Um, You've also got a DVD. um, Yes, I do. So I, my DVD series, I took 40 years, 30, 38 years of information, and I went all the way back to the polio vaccine. I actually go back to before vaccines, and I show charts and graphs and history. I bring up all kinds of information about the first vaccines. I add a ton of information on uh, vaccine ingredients. Um, I refer to multiple medical journals. I show you the journal, and I show you their quote, not my quote, but it's a six-part DVD series. And people can either buy the series from my website, um, and I'll give you a coupon code they can use and save 50%, or they can download it. And if you download it, you can do one part, two parts, four parts, or all six parts. Um, it's totally up to you. But if people want to save 50%, right now it's, it's normally $60. And again, this is 38 years of accumulated thousands of hours of research that you can stick into your DVD player on your computer and watch at your convenience. Save yourself thousands of hours of research. And and what I do is I just show you the research and let you go and you pursue it and you learn it because ultimately you have to own your decision. Yes. But you can, you the, the vaccine, it's a code um, that you can use on my checkout page and it's VAX2020. So VAX2020. And when you use that on my checkout page, you will get the six part DVD series for $30 instead of 60. So I hope your guests take, take you up on that offer because you know, people will say, well, what if Mary's telling the truth? Is Mary, is Mary being honest or is she biased or is she part of this big misinformation going on out there on the internet? I've had parents be told by their pediatricians, don't become an internet mom. Listen to me, we're the authority, right? 
Well, I guarantee you have my word that when you get done watching this series, you're gonna know more than any medical doctor ever learned in college or in school, even while he's in practice, because they really don't get taught about half this information. They have a very, very short, um, uh, they, they learn very little about vaccines in med school. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, 40 minutes on, on holistic medicine and vitamins, exactly. you know. Um, the other thing is don't be afraid that it's going to be too technical for you. Because if oh. there is technical stuff there, don't worry, because you're going to come across those statements and, you know, things that are said that are going to be your aha moment. So, you know, right. don't, don't be intimidated. You don't need to have a PhD medical practice or anything like this in order to understand it. If you don't understand, don't worry about it. Keep going what you will understand will be enough to have an impact. So don't be afraid of the Definitely. knowledge, please. Don't be afraid of it. When uh, the next show, of course, is going to be what's in vaccines, which, as I said, I think is going to scare people completely. Uh, and why yes. they keep adding so much, which we're going to carry that. And then I look forward to the third one, which is then going to be how to build the immune system, which is our only defense. You know, knowledge exactly. you know, is our immunity. Right. And yes. if we know how to look after ourselves uh, and how to boost that immune system. And the, the, the really funny thing is today is that we have everything at our fingertips to we be do. extremely immune, to be extremely healthy. Yet yes. we have more illness today than ever before. Yes. Ever, ever before. More diabetes, more cancer, more, more um, you just fibromyalgia, more this, more that, you name it. Absolutely. And it's a... Uh, more autism and it's like well why if we're meant to be so healthy if we're meant to have all of this wonderful medicine and everything else yeah. around us why are we getting so sick so that is what's still to come folks and uh, yeah. i look forward to the next chapter mary <laughs> it's going to be a good one people are going to be shocked yes when they find out what is in a vaccine that we're giving these brand new babies the day they're born and the first couple months, for the first year or two of life, we, well, when you figure out, when you learn what we're injecting in these babies, you're going to be devastated. Yes. And so you know, make sure if, you have your pen and paper. Yeah. Definitely. Take some good notes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, all of these shows are downloadable, folks. So the video, the audios, of course, the blog, um, everything yes. is downloadable. And, you know, it's share. Yeah, you've got somebody who's completely pro-vaccine to say, look, this is, this is just purely, will you give it a few minutes of your time? Will you be, just listen to it with an open mind. And if you want to still be pro afterwards, fine. But listen, and you're doing someone a favor by doing that, right? Absolutely. Um, I have one idea too. If you have someone in the family that is very pro-vaccine, this can be a dividing factor, believe me. I've seen mm -hmm. best friends split. I've seen husbands and wives have problems. I've seen mother-in-law and daughter-in-law oh, yeah. have yeah. issues with this. I recommend people get the DVD series, put on some popcorn and tell them, I will pay you to come and hear this. I'm so confident mm -hmm. that you're going to, your eyes are going to be open and you're going to see a whole nother side of this. I'm so confident that I will pay you whatever it takes. I mean, what's a life worth? Right. But I mean, the mother's group, mothers get together. Absolutely. You know, watch this together, have a conversation afterwards. You know, uh, yes. again, remember, numbers add up. 
And the more of you that are talking about it, the more of you that are rippling out this information, the more change we're going to have. If we yes. don't rock the boat, they're going to keep sinking it. Right? Absolutely. That's yeah. for sure. Yes. Well, Very thanks, nice. Mary. And uh, you're welcome. As I said, the next one is, is going to be also mind blowing. And um, yes. We have to question, folks. We have to question. We can't just keep buying blindly, right. you know, uh, everything that's delivered to us. We have a right to question and we have a right to choose. Um, so knowledge is very, very powerful. And it's literally between life and death. So thank you, Mary. Until next time, thank folks. Thank you. Next hey, show coming up uh, soon, and you'll be able to find all three of them right here. So um, if this is down the road and all three of them there, just keep on listening, keep on educating, keep on sharing. More people that know, the better it's going to be and the more we can create the change. So until next time, bye for now. Good. We hope that you enjoyed the show. To find many more shows of inspiration, please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com podcasts and you will see an array of shows to choose from. Please do visit our www.discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you. Do enjoy our next show.